Happy Wednesday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. So glad you're here for more of your listener questions. But first, are you following me on the social media? Because I'm at Walt Disney World right now at the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind Media event. You want to follow along because I'm going to be giving you all the tea on this great new attraction coming to Epcot this summer very soon this month it's coming to you live it's gonna be fun and i'll be giving you all the news that you want to know all right today's listener questions feature questions about the advantages and disadvantages of uber and lyft versus mirrors connect or the sunshine express also adr help what are some tips to get those adrs right at 60 days and also adr advice for larger groups we also talk about how to celebrate a 50th wedding anniversary at Walt Disney World this fall. And where would you stay? Riverside or Coronado Springs for one extra night before a package. This and much more coming your way on today's podcast. Don't forget today's show always brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. The agents over at the Magic for Less are standing by right now to help you plan the most magical Disney vacation ever for the lowest cost possible. Check them out today over at the Magic for Less. Com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click really does help support the show. So if you don't mind when you're shopping online, please do take the time to click through BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And finally, thank you sincerely to our patrons. You truly allow us to put this show out three to four times a week all around the world. Could not do it without you. And our patrons get a bonus show each week called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to join us, please come on over to Patreon.com. Slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2081 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman, from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Wednesday to you. Hope you're having another great week wherever this show finds you. This show finds me down at Walt Disney World getting ready to do the work that great podcasters do for their audience I'm down there with my co-host today doing a little research for the show. We're going to find out about a new attraction coming to this theme park that debuted in, back in 1982. You might have heard of it. It's called Epcot Center. And uh, we're going to check out Guardians of the Galaxy, Cosmic Rewind, and rock out to some 80s music, I believe, and get slung backwards and see all kinds of stuff. Probably see a raccoon, a tree. I am Groot and all kinds of stuff. So we're going to have fun. Follow the feeds, of course. Follow the Magic for Less Travel on social. Follow me, Be Our Guest Mike, on social. We'll be giving you the updates. You know me. I can't hold anything back. I can't keep a secret. I'll be sharing as soon as it happens. So follow along. We're going to have a lot of fun this week and all the stuff that's happened before. But let's get her in. She's the co-owner of the Magic for Less Travel. Joining me today to answer your listener questions, your friend in mine, Pam Forrester. Pam, what's going on? I am so excited. I... I'm a huge Marvel fan, first of all. Let me just put that out there. And Guardians of the Galaxy, I love those movies, both of them, so much. Um, I just, the first one was so great. Loved that. Love all the characters. 
Um, and then the second one I really liked too. And plus it had Kurt Russell in it. Hello, that was awesome. So just really looking forward. I'm so glad they made an attraction based on these. I know that people help feel a certain kind of way about, you know, the attractions we should have or not have, or the IP, whatever. Look, as far as I'm concerned, they could dump all the Marvel things into the different theme parks and I would be there for the attraction. So anyways, love it. Looking forward to it. I love it. And here's why. And I'll just put, I'll defend myself a little bit. Okay. From the purist, I think, or, you know, whatever. I want to identify with the characters and I love these characters. This is a story that I love. They're characters that I love. I love that we have an attraction based on that. And if that's wrong, I don't want to be right. So. Who said that back in the day? I can't remember. <laughs> oh, if loving no. you is wrong, I don't want to be right. How <laughs> right? Do I know That's this? how I, I feel. I play this if game loving like these that. attractions is wrong, yeah. I don't want to be right. Loving so. you is wrong. <laughs> I don't want to be right. Emily's got a question. Let's give the, to this question. Let me know at BR Guest Mike because I should know who sings that song. Because I play this game where I name songs like in two, two seconds all the time on my iPad. Anyway, coming up on my 60 day mark, any tips for booking ADRs bright and early? Mm. On my 60 day, or my 60 mark day for Emily. What do you th think, Pam? Oh, well, so I um, was doing this, you know, just recently because we have a trip um, coming up to around one of the wish cruises. So I was doing some 60 day um, mark ADRs this morning. And here's my suggestions. First of all, you're going to want to have your phone and you're going to want to have your computer. You're going to want both. Um, and make sure your app is up to date, right? You're always going to want to check for updates on that app because that's how it works the best. Um, the best as opposed to the worst. I'm going to say, I'm not saying it's a perfect app. I'm saying if you want the best chance, you're going to want to update your app. Um, if you have a really highly desired ADR, I would, if possible, put that toward the end of your trip yes. and make that reservation first. That's what you're going to want to do. 100%. In addition, um, dinners typically are going to go faster than breakfast, unless you're talking Topolinos, which is going to go really fast. So think about that. Think, I would just try to rank in your head the ones that are going to be the most popular and do, the, do them in that order. Have backups. You're going to be trying on your phone and on the website. And I will tell you, there's a really... Interesting little glitch that is happening lately with dining. It will say, sorry, I can't display that page right now when you go to confirm it. Sorry, we can't do that. We're having trouble right now or whatever. I'm not sure exactly what the message is. And then the message says, sorry, we're having trouble right now. Check your email to see if you might have already gotten that dining reservation. So it sort of acts like it's going to do it. And then it, it did do it. So if you go to my plans... And either whatever one you're not confirming on, you'll be able to see it there. I know it sounds crazy. It's a harried, let's say, 30 minutes of your life, and then you get back to normal and things are all good. Is it really? There's plenty of places. Yeah. I mean, is it really a Disney vacation if you don't have a harrowing, uh, you no, know, 30, 30 minutes or so not. prior? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to have a little anxiety, <laughs> a little stress. You got to get at least you have to not get at least one thing you wanted to get right. And then you do a little switching around, whether it's not the exact time or not the exact restaurant or whatever, but it, it's all going to work out. There's plenty of good places to eat. Um, and then you'll just, you know, you're set. 
set for your vacation. So I want to reiterate what you said. Put the highest demand reservations towards the end of your trip. And the re there's two reasons to do this, really. One is the statistical reason why, because, you know, you're doing the you're doing the you, you can only reach to the end of only certain people can reach to the end of your trip. Right. Only people yes. that have the same length trip or longer that you have can reach that day. So what you're doing is if you're staying for seven nights and anybody that's got a six night or shorter trip, they can't reach that day. So you're eliminating some competition that way. So that's one yep. thing. And then kind of just the, now this isn't like a real like hard science kind of reason to do this, but if that's one of those high demand, you know, experiences you want to have, it's probably something you're super looking forward to. And that way it's not, you know, if you have it at the end of the trip, you're looking forward to it the whole, the whole trip. And it makes, it makes the end of the trip not so sad. Right, Pam? I mean, it's yeah. always good to have, I always like to have like a tour or, you know, my favorite park or my favorite ADR at the end of the trip, because it makes the end of the trip just a little bit easier to take. Yeah. You want to go out with a bang, right? I mean, you want to have some of those big experiences to look forward to something that you're really looking forward to. So I think that's, I mean, you know, we tend to vacation where we sort of start strong in the middle, right? We may have some more relaxing times, some more by the pool, some movies under the stars, something like that. And then the last night or two, we either are hitting it hard in the parks or having a really special meal or something like that. You want something, I think, to sort of be the bookends on your trip. And I think that's a good way to look at it. All right. Chad's got a question here in the live chat. Pros and cons of using, uh, let's see here, of, let's cover it up. Uber versus Mears Connect from MCO to Pop Century. Thankful for your help booking our trip. Thank you, Chad. I appreciate it. I'm working with Chad on this one. So pros and cons. Now, this could be for even the Sunshine Express, and it could be you could replace Uber with Lyft, any kind of ride share. So let me let me jump in with a couple, Pam. We can, we can also kind of bounce this out. With Uber and Lyft, the thing is you don't have a guaranteed ride. Like you don't have a reservation. You're kind of leaving it up to fate that you can get something there. However, I will say, I would say I, and again, I'm going, you know, we're recording this one, obviously, before I leave for my trip here very soon, we're at Walt Disney We're Hopefully I've made it there by now. Cause if I haven't, it's been six or seven days. I've got I've, I've walked it by now, but the thing is I've always been able to grab my luggage since magical express has ended right there and just walk out, boom, hit the button. And I've been in an Uber in five minutes, every trip that I've had so far, this is not going to happen this trip. Cause I just said that out loud. I just <laughs> curse myself. I guarantee you, but it's very, very quick, especially if I'm solo. Now I'm going to do that with Pam and Mallory because three of us, not too bad. We'll get an Uber XL because the girls will have a lot of luggage probably. Um, and actually I might, because I'll be there for like nine days. <laughs> like they're only going to be there for the weekend. So, um, that's, that's one advantage. I would say cost wise per person, it's about a wash. You're going to get there quicker via Uber or Lyft. Cause you're going to go right to pop century. You're not going to have to maybe stop at another resort. You're not gonna have to wait for the bus to load, but you have the guaranteed seat. It's probably a little bit more comfortable, maybe on the motor coach. I don't know. Those are kind of my initial thoughts, Pam. What would you say too? Yeah, I think so. One of the things you're going to want to consider is your luggage situation, right? If you have a ton of luggage, that's going to be a challenge with Uber and more than one person, right? Mm, if you yeah. have a ton of luggage and more than one person, because just think about it, at the end of the day, the car is only going to hold so much luggage. If you're taking a service like, um, you know, Mirrors Connector or the Sunshine Flyer or some kind of shuttle like that, 
they're going to have a spot for all of your luggage. If you roll up and you were on Southwest and each of you brought two huge okay. bags you're getting your plus a roller. That's right. Yeah, that's right. right. <laughs> like, I brought on two things. You know, I got my one carry on and then this other questionable, like, uh, I don't yeah. know, the other thing that's almost like a second carry on. And I got my two free bags and you got four people. All of a sudden, you're like right. Beverly Hillbillies. You're, yeah. you're past an Uber XL at that point, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, really and truly, if there are four or five of you. That's something to think about. Also, if you have children and you want them in a car seat, I'm taking a shuttle service all day long because they're going to, they don't need to provide the car seat. That's not the Florida law. If you're in a taxi or whatnot, you, you know, may want to do that. Now, the other thing that we're going to suggest is some of those private car services. First of all, they're going to, if you want to, they're going to have a legit car seat for your child. Um, And, and that, You'll need to request it, right? But that's something that's really important to people. So I would be considering it there. They're also, the private car service is also going to meet you. They're going to be there at the airport. They're going to help you with your luggage. I think that's a consideration too. Like Uber will help you. Uber and Lyft will help you with your luggage, but they're not pulling it off the thing for you. They're not coming in to do that, right? And a uh, private car service is going to do that. There is going to be someone there who can help you with that. And they're also going to be there just for you. So I think that there are really three things that you can consider now. Transportation, you can do the ride share, which is Uber and Lyft. You can do a shuttle service, which is like Mirrors Connect and um, the Sunshine Flyer. And there could be other ones. And then you can do a private car service. So those are your three options. They all have advantages and disadvantages. The taxi, I honestly... I think that they're more than the rideshare service. The advantage of that is, though, especially if you talk with the um, Bell services at your hotel, they can schedule that for you. They can. They can. They can. Like, let's say yep. you have an early morning flight and you have to leave at like five fifteen a.m. They can actually help you schedule a taxi service um, for that. But again, you could do that, you know, with um, your private car service too. So. Yeah, they can. Because I've only been in a taxi one time. It was to go to the Tower of Terror 10 Mile or stay in Animal Kingdom Lodge. And back then, that was not a... The, it, again, I'm old. I, we talked about this in the pre-show. I watch the Waltons while I eat my lunch. And I have, You're pudding, pudding. And I have pudding for dessert. I have a 60-calorie pudding when I finish my sandwich. So I'm definitely 89 years old. But um, back in the day when I used to run my races and all the Disney resorts were not host resorts, you had to check. And I stayed at Animal Kingdom Lodge and there was no bus to get to the race. I mean, right now people are like, what? Yeah, really? I mean, there were only like half the resorts would take you to the race. Like, otherwise you were just like, buddy, you got to figure it out. (laughs) So I was at Animal Kingdom Lodge living life and I had to take a taxi over to, and the race started at Wide World of Sports and ended somewhere else. Like it was a point to point. The only time, and this is Mike from Mike in the Midwest, man. This was an episode, right? I'd never been in a taxi in my life. This was before Uber was invented. Again, I'm 90 years old. Uber wasn't, <laughs> rideshare wasn't happening back then. So I'm like, crap, what do I do? So I call, I get talked to the guys at the Bellman. They're like, oh, we'll already a taxi. So I felt all of New York, right? Riding in the taxi. The guy ended up driving up like around all the tracks because I was late. Drove around all the traffic, was up on the sidewalk, dropped me off. I, I was like, this guy's going to get arrested. I was like, but I guess I don't get arrested. I don't know how that works. Like, I'm just the passenger. Like, I don't have anything. Right. I loved it. I tipped the guy like 20 bucks because, I mean, he blasted past everybody. But that, that's my only experience in a taxi at Walt Disney World, and it was awesome. 
You're an accomplice. (laughs) That's what I was wondering. Like, how much liability do I have? Like, will I get right? Yeah. Will they put me in cuffs? Will they just have me stand to the side and just like take my testimony? I don't know how this is all going to go down. I was like, I'm definitely missing the race though because I'm going to be, you know, in in that little room getting in the sweat box as they call it on Blue Bloods. (laughs) They're going to be sweating me out for this cab driver. Anyway, uh, okay. Next question. Alfred's got a question here. What are the? uh, Let's see. With all the changes that are occurring at Disney World, what do you think is the best change and what do you think is the worst? I think for me, best change, just real quick since uh, COVID, uh, mobile ordering. I think that's, uh, you know, something that was not highly used before. And I think it is a technology that for me personally, I, I like that you have the option now, you know, to walk up and, you know, old school order like you could, you know, pre-COVID. But I'm one that I'd rather order my food at like 1030 in the morning. And then when I'm hungry at noon, just hit the button. Boom. I'm here and go get it. You know, you feel like a rock star. It's like the fast pass to food. So I like mobile order. That's become more prevalent. What about you? What do you think is one of the best things since COVID? Um, I really like all the improvements that they've made to the on-site resorts, right? They've been, you know, they really have been upgrading the rooms. They're continuing to do that. I think that that's a really good plus. I was I was really impressed to see that even after they were shut down for that period of time, they continued to do new room upgrades. Like we saw the Contemporary, the Polynesian, um, they're redoing the Grand, all those things. I also like that they have added new resort benefits. Um, the fact that that evening hour for deluxe resorts or that e- the evening hours for deluxe resorts I think is huge. I think that's such a great benefit. And the other big benefit I think is the extra magic hours every day at every park. I agree. For on, it, it, nobody for talk, resort guests. Nobody talks about that really. I, mean, I nobody know. Does. Yeah, I know. We are. I know. I find it more val. I find the thirty minutes at any resort you want to to be more valuable than the one hour at only certain parks each day. And the reason is, is that it spreads the people out more. When you each, it's not just, you know, it used to only be one hour at Animal Kingdom today, right? And now it's 30 minutes at any of them. Well, the one hour at Animal Kingdom, if, if there were early risers, they were all going to Animal Kingdom, right? They And they planned to do that. This way, it really spreads out the people more. And I find that 30 minutes to be incredibly valuable. So when people say, well, we don't have this, we don't have certain benefits anymore. I get that to some degree, but for me, those two things alone, I think are huge. Absolutely. All right. Brian Lewis is here in our live chat as well. Join us for the very first time. Longtime listener, it says, but uh, caught us live here. And we appreciate him joining us here live on Facebook with the current conditions at Disney. What's the best way to get ADRs for large groups? Okay. We kind of talked about in general getting ADRs, but real quick, just a couple tips for larger groups, Pam. So if you have, let's say, more than eight or 10 folks, that's where you're going to get run into some problems. And what you can try to do is make an ADR for the, you know, for like eight people. There occasionally a restaurant will do one for 10, but eight's a good chunk and break people into different groups. You might have to do, if you say, let's say you have 12 people, you might have to do an eight person table and then a four person table. You can ask for those to be combined, but that's not always possible. It's not always possible for everyone to be seated at the same table or even in the same location, just because of different restaurants. So be prepared to break into groups. You may have to do three, four person tables. Um, 
but you will be at the restaurant. You can find reservations around the same time. And I think that's the way you have to go into it. If you're sitting at a big eight top table, let's be honest, you're not talking to the people at the other end of the table, right? No. You just can't, there's no way to do that. So you might want to consider breaking into four, you know, groups of four or smaller groups and get those um, different reservations and don't try so hard to get, you know, one table at the same time. And hopefully that will help. The other thing is that you want to do is try to eat on off times. You're going to find more availability. There's also going to be more availability for larger parties, either at the very beginning of service for say the very beginning of that dinner time or toward the end of that dinner time. And also look at the resort restaurants versus the theme park restaurants as well. You're probably like, good point. Find a place like Olivia's or, uh, you know, uh, maybe a um, boathouse or boat, not boathouse, boat rights. <laughs> well, right. Boat, boathouse is big, boat but it's more popular. Is but yeah, humongous. but, but yeah. boat rights at uh, Riverside would be a good one. Turf club. Scott was, so you'll hear, we actually heard it by this point. He was big on turf club. He went there the other day. So, uh, good stuff. He liked that. Yeah, huh? He did. He did. Uh, let's see here. Uh, da, da, Bill's got a question. I have an ADR for breakfast at chef Mickey's staying off property. Can I drive there? Absolutely. You can drive there. Now you gotta have the ADR cause they will check, especially at the contemporary. 100%. I mean, they will, they will check. They will make you show a birth certificate, your social security card. No, they will not, but they will check <laughs> to make sure that with yes. your ID that you have a chef Mickey's ADR within a certain period of time. And you will have to move your car after. So you cannot park there for the day. I mean, unless you want your car to go. But to the easy thing for that one would be, if you're planning on going to a park anyways, would be to park at the TTC yeah. and take the monorail over to the resort. And then you don't have to worry about moving the car after you're That's done That's probably with your a meal. better idea. Yeah, just get it done early. Get it done. Yeah. Get it done. Okay, Jacob's got a question here. And it says, we have a trip in two weeks, uh, staying at Caribbean Beach and are coming in a day early. Unfortunately... There are not rooms available at Caribbean Beach a day earlier, so we get to explore a new resort. We are down to Riverside or Coronado Springs for a single night before our check-in. Pros and cons of each. Where would you choose? Oh, man. Before, <laughs> you know, I used to be like all Riverside all the time. I know for, you for did. About five years. That was it. Because Riverside, here's my pro for Riverside. It looks like a postcard. I am not kidding. Like Riverside at like sunrise before everybody's up, the, the, the Sesquia River is like glass. Like before that first boat goes, it's glass. Those bridges over it, I mean, they look fake. It looks so unbelievably beautiful. Oh, I love Riverside. And it's got, I mean, it's got Yeehaw Bob. It's got, you know, a great food court. The building, the rooms are nice. I always stay in the Royal Guest Rooms over at Riverside because they're centrally located. They just got the fireworks and the headboard. Doing that at Disneyland Hotel. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a great resort. It's got a great location. You can share the amenities with French Quarter, two pools, two feature pools. So that's boat. some of the pros. Yeah, boat to, to Disney Springs. Um, I don't have a lot of cons for Riverside. Now, I will say cons, Riverside, some of the um, Alligator Bayou rooms have not been refurbished uh, in a little bit, so they could use a little zhuzhing. But that's also true of Caribbean Beach, some of their rooms too. So that's kind of a wash. Caribbean Beach, the biggest thing there, Skyliner. Also, Riviera on site. You can go get the uh, croque monsieur, the breakfast sandwich for the gods over at uh, Primo Piatto. So I've hit some of the, or no, he, he wasn't talking Ruby, he's talking Coronado. So forget that. You don't get the breakfast sandwich. You don't get the rib. <laughs> Coronado, though, you get the tower. You get Maya Grill. You get the dig site pool that has a hot food bar right there next to the feature pool. Yeah. It's a great place to run. 
Um, feels very deluxe. If you stay in the Grand Destino, I would stay here. If I had to make the call, I'm staying Grand Destino Tower one night and feeling all fancy. What about you, Pam? Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too. I, uh, there is something about the tower at Coronado that I love. First of all, you walk into the lobby there at Grand Destino and boom, it smells good. It sounds good, good, right? (laughs) They have a real, they have a really themed background loop there. Um, In the morning, you can smell them making coffee in that, in the little loungy area that's on the first floor. In the afternoon, of course, you can get drinks there. Um, There's so many places to sit and just enjoy the lobby. And the lobby is grand. I mean, there, it is a stunningly beautiful lobby. It's a deluxe resort level lobby, don't you think? I mean, there's no other moderate that has a lobby like that. No, because I mean, you walk right down into the Barcelona Lounge, which is such, I mean, it's such a social location. I mean, the bar itself probably has 20, 25 like seats at it. And then there's the big couches and comfy chairs that overlook yeah. the, the lagoon out with the gigantic, probably three, four story windows with all the artwork on this. Side. I mean, it they nailed it when they took beautiful and just a very social open area. I mean, it's, it, it's a convention hotel and this is a perfect spot because you can also work there. A lot of places to like plug in a laptop and get some. I mean, yep. let's get real. You can pretend like you're getting work done. <laughs> you probably are. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so there's just so many things. I love Three Bridges. Um, I think that that's just a, a great little location. I like the Dahlia Lounge. I think that that's great too. I, I, there's just so many reasons to really love Coronado. And I would too. I would splurge and get the tower. Um, and the great thing is too that oftentimes when there's a, a discount, mm-hmm. Those rooms in the tower are available with a discount. I'm always shocked when they are. I like almost want to stop talking about the Coronado. I know. I'm just going to say maybe we should be in it for the next six months because I love that those rooms are still available at a discount. And I'm always surprised. Yeah. On discounts a lot. And there are a lot of nights where, now again, on a discount, you can catch a standard view tower room for maybe 30 or 40 bucks more than like a pop century room. And it's way, it's a way better splurge. I don't have the thing. You don't have the Skyliner, but I mean, resort wise, you're getting way more over Coronado than Pop exactly. Century. I mean, I gotta be honest. I love Pop, but come on now. I know. I, I'm with <laughs> you. I'm so totally with you on that. So maybe I, we have to talk after the show. We're going to stop talking about Coronado. Yeah, that's it, man. We yeah, we're done. We're done. Okay. Bob's got a question. Moving on. Uh, he <laughs> says, the wife and I are still deciding between a three-night Royal Caribbean cruise and a three-night Disney cruise. Thank you, Jocelyn. We've heard of her. It's for my son, who will have just turned 18, the wife, six-year-old girl, and myself. First cruise for everyone. Uh, which cruise line do you think would be the best for an 18-year-old boy? Which would be the one or what uh, would be the uh, top one or two excursions? I've done both. I've done Royal a few times. I've done Disney. I'm just a Disney guy. I just like the touches of Disney Cruise Line. But that's me, Pam. You've done both many, many times. I mean, talk talk about the pros and cons. I love them both. Um, And I think, too, you know, if you're looking at the same kind of itinerary, the pros for Disney are that Castaway Key. I mean, if you're doing a three night, chances are you're going to Castaway Key. And I just think that that's a huge plus. It just really is. It's such a beautiful island. Um, I, I think that I love that. I also am going to look at the ships. I don't know what ship you're considering. But so the pros for Royal Caribbean in that space is if you're doing an Oasis class or a Quantum class ship, which are the ships that I most recommend to guests, 
there's a lot to do on a ship. An Oasis class ship actually has an open area in the center that has trees growing and you can look up and see the sky. Yeah. It's called Central Park, right? And ah. I hear, uh, wait, hang on, I know that tune that is do, 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 do. That's Imagination Pavilion, correct? It's, yes, it is. <laughs> I was like, I got to name that tune in five notes. <laughs> That's too funny. <laughs> no, but real quick, though, I mean, he's doing a three-night cruise on an Oasis uh, ship. You honestly would not have time to do everything on this ship in three you nights. Wouldn't. There's no and way. There's no way. The, I don't even know that the Oasis-class ship is actually going to do a yeah, three-night cruise. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think you could. Yeah from that. So I, I'm going to lean towards one of the Disney ships, especially if you're looking at the wish is doing three and four night mm -hmm. cruises. I, I am shocked that the wish is doing three and four night cruises because it is a brand new ship. And typically when we had the fantasy that came out and yeah. boom, boom, it was seven, seven nights. nights. And yeah. the only way you were getting to do that ship is if you did a seven night cruise. So this is sort of, I'm talking this through with you. This is on the fly, but I'm going to recommend <laughs> Disney Cruise Line and try to do the wish if you can. And I think you'll all enjoy it. There's going to be so many fantastic things on that ship. It's going to be great. All right. And I agree. I mean, yeah, we're lucky that the, the wish is doing that. So, oh, I can't wait to, Ricky just <laughs> broke news. She's doing two wish cruises by the end of the I year. Know. She just threw that on us last night. Like, yeah, I got two wish cruises by the end of the year. I'm like, Ricky, knock it off. Like, come on. Now. I know, right? <laughs> I was like, I haven't even been on it. And I love cruising. Okay, Keep next. Jason's got a question. When a ride is in preview, like Guardians of the Galaxy, would a private VIP tour be able to access that? Just curious. Haven't won the lottery yet, so I haven't booked <laughs> one. You and me both, Jason. You and me. So what about that, Pam? Can, can uh, I doubt it, but can they? No, they don't. When it's in preview like that, the VIP tours don't have access to that. The um, VIP tours are great, though, when you think about it. So when um, Rise of the Resistance, you know, was on the virtual queue, they were able to assist with things like that. Um, you know, they are able to assist with popular attractions that are open, but they're not going to be able to assist with attractions like that that aren't really open. So I know. All right. Bob has a little follow up. <laughs> said, I had a terrible time without... I guess with the seven person family, even trying to break into groups, but was able to do walk-ups and be seated very quickly. He did a walk-up oh, at homecoming for seven at lunch. They only had to wait 10 minutes to get in at homecoming for a walk-up. Wow. Seven. <laughs> it's know, always worth it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's good to hear. And thanks for that feedback, Bob, because that's real world practical feedback walk-ups you know hey i agree is that i mean that's like going back to like 1973 you know right like, uh, Ponderosa. like hey poor family of seven what's the weight <laughs> i mean how old school is that i mean just like <laughs> i'll get you in 10 minutes <laughs> all right i know and that's the other thing too that's a great thing to check on the app too that walk-up list is something that has happened since the pandemic right that you can join a walk-up list for certain, you know, restaurants. And I think that's a huge plus too. All right. Then Jacob has a follow-up. He says, oh man, you had me sold at Riverside. Now you had me sold on Coronado. Maybe we should just extend another night. Yes. Do Riverside, do Coronado, do the tower, do uh, ranchos, do cabanas, do the casitas. Just stay forever. So <laughs> I know, there right? There's always a reason. Yeah, that's that's what we do. All right, Sarah's got a question here in the inbox about mobile ordering. It says, uh, "Hey, Mike and crew, we'll be taking our 
first post-pandemic Walt Disney World trip in just three weeks. Thanks so much, Mike, for all your help in planning. Thank you, Sarah, for your support. We have one question leading up to our trip that I haven't been able to find much up-to-date info on. We have some experience with mobile ordering, but I think I remember correctly hearing y'all talking about needing to mobile order much earlier than the time that you want to dine due to demand. Is this still the case? Will we need to decide where we want to have lunch and have our orders placed well ahead of time or have things calmed down to where we can plan for more spontaneous meal times from quick service locations? Any info on what to expect with mobile ordering is appreciated. Thanks for all that you do, Sarah. So, Sarah... Get, there's a lot of Sarah songs. I'm thinking like Hollow Oats. I'm thinking, you know, Sarah Smile, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so give the, uh, what is the latest on mobile? I, I I mean, I'm a single and I was had no problem just ordering. You know, I haven't had either. Um, I think that the times that it gets sort of wily is, let's say, right around noon, right? And the only advantage, I mean, our the reason why we cautioned people against that was, or to do that was, that let's say you decide at 11.30 that you want to eat at 12 o'clock at Pecos Bills and you try to place an order. You may not be able to get a slot to pick it up until like 12.45, right? That doesn't with work that. for me. I got When I got to eat, I got to eat. So yeah, that's, that's bad news. <laughs> right? So that may impact that. But I mean, that's what I'm saying. That That's the only downside of it. There's no need to like do it, you know, to get up in the morning at six o'clock and do that mobile order. I have not personally had many problems with that lately the other time that it does get a little wacky is at the end of the night like if the parks are open till 10 right and the uh, food court at your resort is closing at 11 at that between 10 and 11 that time gets a little crazy so if you think you're going to want something later in the evening i would just you know like an hour or two before you are heading home just go ahead and drop it in and mobile order it. I mean, there's no, you could cancel that mobile order until the point in time where you click, I'm here, prepare my order. If you never click that, then you're not going to get charged for it. So I don't think there's any downside to it. I just realized something. What? When you mobile order, you should use the force. You know why? Why? Because today is May the 4th be with you. <laughs> That's right. How do we not celebrate that? Happy May the 4th be with you, everybody. I hope the 4th is with you. And then Cinco de Mayo. Oh, my gosh. My wife is very upset that I will be at Walt Disney World and not here to have Cinco with her. I know. I will be Cinco to Drinko over in Mexico. Well, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, we're going to maybe have something going on, but I will eventually have to make it to the pyramid. I will definitely have a margarita, probably with you. (laughs) <laughs> we got to make sure it happens. <laughs> we do have to do something I'm for sure. Saying, and, uh, yeah, that's one of my favorite holidays. Okay. So Heather in the live chat, she's watching here on YouTube, heading to the world for my parents' 50th anniversary celebration. I bet they were married in 1972. Because <laughs> I was going to say 71, but it's actually a new year by now. Let's yes. see here. Uh, any ideas on a celebration activity for a group of about 20 We'll, uh, we'll be there during food and wine. What do you do for a 50th anniversary celebration with a big old group of family? What do you think, Pam? Wow. Um, I, you know, I think I'd want to plan maybe a special dinner somehow. I it's going to be hard with a group of 20, though, um, to get you all in the same location. Um, you know what? I might try. How about one of the dessert parties? 
at, at um, that. I think you could do a group of 20 for that. But that would be really cool to be able to be in that, you know, in the Rose Garden area. I like the dessert parties personally that um, take place either before or after the fireworks. And then you're sort of ushered into that, uh, they call it the Rose Garden area or not Rose Garden, but like that area that's sort of fenced off. And you'll all be in there together. Um, and I would do the one where you have the desserts after. I think that that one is just a little more relaxing. So then you can get your whole group in there and, um, you know, do that. I think just food and wine festival together, that sort of lends itself to being able to experience it as a group. It really does. You're sort of moving in that pack of 20, right? We, we've, done, just... we've done food and wine. Remember back in the day we used to do Epic October and we do the first day of food and wine with like every year with our listeners. And we would have like a group of like a hundred and we would just lose people because it's impossible to do that. Like, cause people are like, you know, some people just want to keep moving. Some people are like, I got to have this pita pocket. I got to have this drink. And like, you would just, I mean, but be prepared to lose a couple of members of your family at each kiosk. I'm just saying, and it's fine. They'll, they'll make their way. Back. It is fine. It is fine. But yeah, I think the dessert party would be awesome for that. And to just be able to see the fireworks in that location, it's such a great location. You're not elbow to elbow with people. You sort of have your own space. I like that about it. I think that they do a good job keeping that number manageable, that the space is full, but it doesn't feel super crowded. Um, and I, I really like that. So I think that'd be a great opportunity for your family. All right. Also, one other thing I would say, now this is totally, this is seizing the opportunity, right? Steal, not not steal, but borrow Disney's props at the Magic Kingdom, like those frames and stuff. Because they're, oh, yeah. they're all going to say 50th anniversary on them, right? <laughs> It doesn't say who's 50th anniversary. It does. I mean, it's Walt Disney World, but I mean, that's also where you're at. So get a lot of those, you know, your whole group and, you know, get the pictures that says 50th anniversary and just be like, ah, we're celebrating my parents' 50th anniversary. Oh, yeah, we were at Walt Disney World, too. But right. they'll still have those kind of frames and stuff around this fall. I guarantee you. Yeah. Oh, I agree. 100%. Oh, Kevin. Kevin with the hot, hot take. A capture your moment photo package. Absolutely. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. Oh, Diane, no way. No way, but I'm going to say it. Take a ride as a group up in the balloon at Disney Springs. Great photo. Have you not done that, really? I have not. And I saw a video that Dr. Kai sent me the other day. That thing was going. They sent it up like one too many times. They're probably like, we can get this thing up one more time before the store moves in. Wrong. That thing was like. I'm like, nope, not happening. Pam did it with Mallory when I was at a media event one time during Marathon Weekend because I told her I'm not doing it. And so, so they did it while I was over at doing, like, I think I was making like cars out of vegetables at some, like, uh, it was sponsored. Who, who used to sponsor marathon weekend? It was like some insurance company or it was, uh, oh, it was like, yeah, it was, who, I mean, they were the big company. Sigma. Sigma. Yeah. It was put on by Sigma. And yes. So we're like, they tell us all about vegetables and stuff. We had to make like a, it was like on the <laughs> cruise line where you had to make like a race car to like a baked potato and some carrots. <laughs> And so we had to race them while they were doing the characters in flight. And I was happy that I did not have to go up in that thing. So it really, I thought it was going to be a lot <laughs> scarier than it was. So I was like, I'll pay your way. Have fun. All right. Last question of the day comes from Stephanie. She says, Hey, Mike and crew, we have a mini trip coming up to celebrate my daughter's first birthday. How cool is that? I just found out a little bit ago. We're re we're currently expecting our second baby and was wondering if you knew what rides I could safely, uh, I could ride safely. I'm almost positive you all have talked about this before, 
but couldn't remember. I know my daughter can only ride rides with no height requirements, but I was wondering if I could ride them with her. Thanks, Stephanie. So I think this is kind of one of those things that it's totally a personal thing. And I would talk to your doctor first because we are just a couple of yahoos with microphones and I would not trust us. Um, but we were in this situation. Don't trust advice from the internet. No, please. And we are definitely on the internet. But I mean, we were in this situation when um, Pam and I went down for our first anniversary to Walt Disney World. We celebrated there in June. Mallory was born in January. So do the math. Um, so, um, you know, but we just, that was actually one of our best trips because we didn't do a ton of rides. Now you do have a one-year-old, but she's not going to miss out on a lot. We did. I mean, I remember Pam and I, like we did small world. We did haunted mansion. We did, you know, we rode the train, but we, you know, we just ate a lot of snacks and we just chilled. I mean, it was great, but it was also June and it was hot. So I, I don't know, Pam, what advice do you have for like expectant mothers? And also I mean, you're trying to manage like your, your kids expectation too, so they can have some fun. Yeah, I know. So there actually is a guide um, for, you know, the women who are pregnant. Um, they offer, you know, they say that you can call, but the they're going to, even Disney's going to defer you to your own obstetrician in this space um, to do that. So I think just have the conversation. And some obstetricians are a lot looser than other ones. I, I think that you know, there are definitely rides there that are certainly not giving you um, as much movement as you experience even in a car at home. So, I mean, I think you're going to be able to use your judgment on that. But there's a lot of rides. Most attractions at Walt Disney World don't have a height requirement. Um, and I know people often answer, ask us about that. Like, is this, you know, too young to take my child because they won't be able to experience things? You know, even young children are able to experience most of the shows and attractions. So I think there's going to be so much more that you can do than you think you can. Of course, you know, they're going to tell you those thrill rides are um, probably not a great idea. Um, and there's also signage at each attraction that identifies like if there's something that can impact you. Um, and I think look at that sign, too, while you're there. Living with the land is always the right answer. <laughs> and the people mover. <laughs> exactly. Nothing wrong with living with the land. You're educating, you're, you're going to turn your one-year-old into a farmer. That's right. And, uh, you know, it's a great thing. I'm just telling you. It's, I, I love that ride. It's just so peaceful. I like the first part with like the rain, the thunderstorm, the roots. It is. The smell of it yes. really. I mean, as soon as you get into it and you sit down and you start hearing the waterfalls, you immediately, it's Disney water, it the is. smell of it. And you know what? Okay, I got to tell you a quick story and you'll appreciate this. And then we got to get out of here. But I'm I'm a good friend of Scott's, right? This proves that I'm a good friend. Scott's done a million things for me. But this is one of the things I did for Scott about, this is probably about six months ago at this point. He loves the ride as much as I do, right? So one, I spent, no kidding, two hours because I could not get it right and I couldn't get it like converted to the right format. I made him a ringtone for his, a text tone for his phone oh of the gosh. very first part of Living with the Land, that flute that goes. Yes, I know exactly what you're going to say. I know exactly. So when I text him, say. that's what happens. It goes. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. too Pam's funny. like, you need to knock that off. You've been doing that for two hours. Like you're trying to get like two seconds of audio. I'm like, it's gotta be right. It's when I, <laughs> when I text Scott, it's gotta go. Doo -doo -doo -doo. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> that's too funny. Anyway, that's today's show. All right. Hey, uh, if you want to uh, send in a question, we'd love to answer it. Send it to Mike at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Just put listener question in the heading, and uh, we'll get it in the right file there and uh, or folder or whatever we have, and we'll answer that question here on the next show. As always, don't forget, today's show brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. Swing by today, TheMagicForLess.com. Check out all the great trip planning tools. Get that next trip started right now. Even if you're just like, eh, am I going to go? Am I not? It doesn't cost anything to go by the website and dream and then think about it. And then, you know what? Here's another thing that doesn't cost anything. Fill out the quote form and then just get some numbers and just get some information. Information is free. And then you'll see, well, you know what? I could do Pop Century maybe this October, maybe this November. Maybe we're going to go down and, you know, for Halloween. I mean, we got some halfway to Halloween stuff a couple of weeks back and, that looks kind of exciting. Of course, Christmas is always beautiful at Walt Disney World. How about some Wilderness Lodge at late November, maybe right before Christmas? Maybe stay over at Boulder Ridge, Copper Creek. Yeah, so many possibilities here in 2022 and 2023. I mean, there's going to be so many great times in the future down at Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney. We want to take care of you. And one more thing that's free. It's our professional, awesome service. We're hustling for you every day, and it costs you the exact same price booking directly through Disney. And here's the here's the kicker. You want a kicker? You book a cruise, you get an onboard credit. It's like we're paying you to work with you. It's boom, money in your account when you get on the ship. It's great. And when you book Disneyland packages, Walt Disney World packages, you get little gift cards, Starbucks cards, stuff like that, depending on how much your package costs. Just swing by the Magic for Less. All the details are there. While you're there, fill out that quote, mention the show. We'll take great care of you. Again, themagicforless.com. Also, please use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. It really does help us out. BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to our patrons. You guys support the show. Make all this craziness possible. And our patrons get a bonus show called Mike in the Midwest every week. Come on over and join us. Patreon.com slash BeOurGuestPodcast. All right, follow us again on the social media. We're posting a lot of stuff. Look up The Magic for Less Travel on the socials. Pam, where can they find The Magic for Less on the social media that they might check out all the stuff you're uh, putting up there? Um, TMFLT Pam on Instagram. And, um, of course, on I have a Facebook account, too, Pam Forrester. You can search for me, and you will find me. I actually post on both um, different things sometimes, sometimes the same things. I am most active on Instagram and Facebook and have not been very great about it probably the last, I don't know, nine months when we were building the house, but getting better, getting back to it. It could have, I'm telling you, it could have a great mini series about the, the lawn work, the oh whole series of picking out trees and shrubs. I'm telling you, it's been, it's been the pregame for the podcast for the last three months. So I know so I'm always like, this got done. This and, got done. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, follow me as well. Instagram and Twitter is where you can uh, find, I would follow Instagram, but Twitter as well. Uh, Cause I post other stuff on Twitter. Um, follow me, be our guest, Mike, and it'll be a lot of fun right there. I, post like crazy because i'll be down there solo you know my, my family goes home on monday night so i'm there till saturday um you know it's me and my phone so we'll be posting away all the new stuff so <laughs> check it out and uh, don't forget you can subscribe to the show on facebook and youtube so you know every time we go live with these podcast recordings and if you have a couple minutes and thanks to everybody who's done this we have over 1650 reviews on apple Podcasts. that is absolutely incredible so thanks for all the folks who have swung by there it, it is very much appreciated if you have not before if you could take the five minutes to uh, give us a rating and a review this weekend, we'd appreciate it this week sometime. We'd appreciate it very much. Apple Podcasts. All right, we're going to get out of here, and we will be back on Friday with Ricky and Scott. 
and we'll have another fun show for you, getting you ready for yet another weekend in Cinco. Well, Cinco de Mayo will be gone, but it will we'll be very quiet at the beginning of the show because it'll be the day after Cinco. That could be bad. <laughs> All right, so until we talk again, for Pam, I'm Mike, wishing you a great Wednesday. Get time to get back to work. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.